So, you know, you know how you said you just quit your job to start your own uh, marketing agency? Is that right? Mm-hmm. I've seen the amount of jobs you do and, like, the time frame. How do you do it? How do you organize all that? Yeah, I guess it's, like, working a lot of, like, extra hours through the night. It's, um... We just kind of launched, we just launched about a month ago with my friend Courtney. She is, we met at Indiana State and she's a designer. So she's more the creative director. Yeah. And then I'm more on the marketing side, on the marketing director and we complement each other well. Um, but we're just kind of ramping up, um, getting clients, trying to understand like our position and how we can help businesses. Sure. We're definitely wanting to focus more on like the small and mid sized businesses um, that, you know, don't have the marketing budget to hire these yeah. big agencies. So we want to help give them like, you know, quality work, have be very personable yeah. and to help them um, as they need and just kind of be their go-to marketing people with whatever they need. Yeah, and sure. if, for example, if we can't, we aren't the best people for it, we'll, we'll find the best people yeah. for it. Gotcha. We're not. The gotcha. Yeah. Ourselves How... Or be bigger than we can do. Gotcha. How how do you just go and quit your full-time job and start a marketing company in the middle of COVID? Like that's, I mean, starting a company takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of efforts to do that. And I just don't know, especially how you go about it during this time, kind of what is, I guess, the road, roadmap going forward? Have you already started like working with companies or how is that looking so far? Yeah, I with with the kind of like the timing, it is different. Um, yeah. I really, so I, I do love traveling. And for the first couple of years after getting a job, that was like my main focus was to travel. So I stayed with at my dad's house, didn't have to pay rent, saved a bunch of money up. Okay, um, gotcha. And then I guess like with the timing of this, it's just with work, um, with a full-time job, I it's just... I'm kind of wanting to move into a different chapter. Um, things have changed a lot mm-hmm. um, at my previous job. And I am ready to start this with Courtney. I guess it's like we also saw a gap in the market of like, wow, there are a lot of local businesses that, you know, are fighting to stay alive. They are doing great things. They have great stories. And I, we just want to share them and help businesses during this time. And we think that we can, we know that we can like kind of fill that in between of, you know, not having to be a big company, but we're also like very niche and like wanting yeah. to help small businesses. That's so awesome. I guess like wanting to, I guess also with with COVID, like travel yeah. is not a thing anymore. So it is fun to be able to focus my time on this. Yeah. And one of the things that like travel is a part of my podcast, it's like travel technology and transportation and I really like bringing guests on like you because you I've just looked at your Instagram, your TikTok, and you're doing travel tips. You're posting like all these beautiful pictures like you just went to Michigan, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And it's like you've been to like Shanghai. Uh, like you're, you're actually from China, right? Yeah, I was adopted from China exactly. when I was um, a baby and then been living in Indiana ever since. Yeah. Uh, so it's been fun to be able to explore and yeah. very fortunate that I've been able to do that. Uh, when when were you adopted from China? Do you remember China as a kid or anything about it? 
no, I was one when I came over here. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's cool. So where there has to be like one favorite place on earth that you must love more than all others. For myself, like I'm a very Indiana guy. I love pretty much all things Indiana. So a couple of places that I really enjoy go- going is the Turkey Run Inn and um, uh, Bridgeton. Those are like my like. Even though I've been to Australia, Iceland, Ireland, like I still find myself like those are like my favorite places. Are there any places, uh, I guess, around Indiana or around the world that like just really stood out to you? Yeah, I in probably in Indiana. I guess it's a rush. It's a it's a pub. It's I love Sonkas. That's like my okay. one of my favorite is in the world really be, zonka's out of all places huh zonka's out of all places out of one it's like one of my favorite like restaurants like i just feel gotcha. so at home there i don't yeah. i don't know why um yeah. it's also just like the camaraderie it's just a really chill place to be with friends and it reminds me of just being able to relax on a patio with gotcha. a drink it's super fun um gotcha and i guess like worldwide um Two places that stick out a lot to me were were Athens and Athens, Greece, and then um, like Bangkok. And it, I guess it's more of like Chiang, like Chiang Mai versus Bangkok. But those were both solo trap like solo trips, and I I don't know. I just have the most fun time like solo traveling. Really, um, it's definitely so- my and i love all my people that i travel with i don't want to like offend anyone yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is sure definitely like if i could travel solo i totally would really so i've mm-hmm. gone to alaska and iceland by myself and don't get me wrong i enjoyed the experience but for me like i i went to australia and ireland with uh my buddy alex curry and then charles uh calvert he went to australia with us and my favorite trip of all time was probably my trip to Australia. We only spent a week there. We were in Sydney, and the moments mm-hmm. that we had there were incredible. So, like, how, so how many how many solo trips have you taken, like, out, outside of the United States? Um, well, I studied abroad in China, so that was kind of solo-ish. Like, I went yeah. over there by myself, and then I met up with the the group, but then. I like went to Japan by myself, um, gotcha. Greece, and then Thailand, and then I like Seattle. Some domestic trips. Yeah. Um, How are you not afraid of like something happening to you? Because like, I I mean I may be a guy and everything, and I'm comfortable traveling by myself. But like you being a woman, I like I don't know if I'd be okay. Like if I had a daughter, I would let my own daughter do it herself. <laughs> Yeah, I love this question. Actually, I get this a lot, and I, I really you have to. It. Once, um, once I realize that nobody cares about me, then that really opens up your mind about things. Like, yeah, there's movies like Taken, but and I'm like, if when you're walking down the street, I'm not. If I see someone by themselves, I'm not like, oh, why are they here? Is it like? I, I don't have any of those thoughts, and maybe I'm just naive, and I should probably <laughs> have those, but sure. for the most part, I'm like, nobody cares about me walking down the street, going in the coffee shop, yeah. 
I don't have any enemies that are trying to come after me. I don't have like a CIA job. Um, hey, you, you, you may have enemies <laughs> that you don't even know. Like, I, I imagine I that happens all the time where people just get taken. I could. And it's like, I am safe. Like, I don't, like, when I do travel, oh, it's goodness. like, I'm not traveling late at night or I'm not, like, doing, like, I still take my precautions. But for the most part, internationally, I feel safer being in an international country than in a big city in the United States. Interesting. So it's like the only times that I'm really, I guess, solo is getting from like the airport to like my hostel or Airbnb. And then that's why I really like staying in hostels for international travel because like I meet people there. It's like yeah. I travel there by myself and I do some things by myself, but I'm there to like meet people and then you kind of do your own together but separate things sure. depending on if your schedules line up. Gotcha. That's insane. So one of my biggest questions, like whenever I, I look at either it's Foodabo, Little Asian Big Travels, or just like your normal accounts, and you working at Indiana State or wherever you worked, how were you able to balance like time off and going on vacation? Because I never understood that. I was like, there, how it, <laughs> there's, 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 the math doesn't work for me. Yeah, uh, with like vacation, like, working for a university that you just get a lot of days off in general uh, okay. um, just because of government. Like, you know, like between Christmas and New Year's, we have all that off. Uh, we get different holidays. That like makes sense. MLK Day. Uh, we have the 4th of July. Like, today we're off. Um, so, like, what about, like, even, like, summer break and stuff like that? Would you'd get that off, correct? No. So, I'm staff. I was staffed. Okay. Um, so, we don't have the same schedule as, like, a professor. Gotcha. But also take unpaid time off my bosses like that's like, what I really appreciated about um, working there is like my bosses really are big travelers as well oh, and they totally yeah. understand and we're accommodating but like okay well you don't have the vacation time so just take unpaid leave for a few days and then you can take if you have three vacation days use that wow yeah I mean uh, a blessing for sure so so say say if a cure for COVID habit comes about or whatever else comes about and you're able to start traveling again. Do you think you're going to travel as much as you were when you're working for like the university, but now that you're working on your, your own business, I imagine most people who are starting on their own business, they have to invest so much more time and it, it just, that consumes a lot of what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. It's, so my end goal, my like dream career is to be a digital nomad. And now I'm just taking all of my steps to become a digital nomad. Okay. So that's one of the reasons I, you know, started this marketing agency with Courtney is so that I can work remote, work from wherever. <laughs> it's um, it's funny that you say that. So like, like, I've I'm, never I've never heard the term digital nomad, but I, I feel like I'm kinda like in the same boat as you because like I, I kinda want free freedom of where I'm living. And that's kind of why I've started the podcast and different things like that. And, that, you know, that's how we're talking today. So, Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's once I understood that and I'm like, this is, that's my end goal. It's like, yes. And um, I guess like the original question was, you know, balancing starting a new business and yeah. if travel opens up. I think it's also like a really good timing of since, you know, travel isn't allowed right now. Yeah. We have a bunch of time just really go in and focus all my time onto this. And then I can kind of pace it out, take it one day at a time um, as it, as we go. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. I, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say like it sounds weird, but like I've been a fan of you, kind of just like from afar, and like man, I'm so like like happy for her, kind of jealous at the same time. <laughs> and then I was like, I gotta get her on the show because like I mean, just looking at your TikTok, for example, I was kind of scrolling through them the past couple of days, and like this morning, and you're doing travel tips. Like, what are your best travel tips that you would have for like people watching this video, or some of the biggest things that you found? Yeah, my niche on travel is is budget travel. Um, I want to help inspire people to that they don't have to, you know, spend thousands of dollars to go on a trip to somewhere like even just small trips are great. And like I said, like utilizing vacation time or long weekends um, is really is really beneficial, like saying like, you have the time and you don't have to do it super expensively to go and explore a place. It's, I guess like my best travel tips are finding how to reduce your costs as much for like those big items, like flights and hotels. Like those are going to be your biggest expenses. So like being able to find cheap flights and if you're willing (laughs) to stay in a cheaper lodging, like a a hostel, I think. Yeah. Hostels or even like Airbnb versus hotels. I mean, if you can find a group of friends to stay at an Airbnb, that'll cut your cost way cheaper. You can stay like $50 a night for per person versus, you know, like 150 or more in a hotel gotcha. between like two people. It's just really monitoring, like understanding your expenses, um, like knowing how much money you have for a trip and making it work for you. It's like if I have 500 or or $1,000, what can I do with that time? How can I use my money sure. the most efficiently um, to yeah. be able to still go on this trip? Yeah. So do you have any like specific tools that you use? Like I always tell people uh, when I'm looking for flights, I, I use Google flights because uh, they compare pretty much all the airlines. I think the only airline that I, I haven't seen that they compare with uh, is Southwest Airlines for whatever reason. But, like, I've found flights, like, I went to Tampa, Florida, for like, five days, and it was $60. Right. Like, from nonstop from Indy to Tampa, or, like, I've seen constantly Indy to Orlando, it's anywhere, like, you can get flights. I, I think I, I recently saw one, actually, during COVID, that was, like, $45. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, actually, I went to Ireland, and my flight was 300 round trip and i that's that's awesome is yeah. that from chicago yep that was from chicago mm-hmm. yep but it was on a a now defunct airline called wow air <laughs> I, I don't know if you ever rode on wow air but i rode I on it i've heard of that you really so like if you ever if you look it up it's like a big purple airplanes like their purple paint scheme is like their thing it was uh-huh. based it was based out of iceland so anytime you're going over to Europe or anything, you'd fly from Chicago, you'd stop in uh, Reykjavik, Iceland, and then you'll go on to your next destination, whether that was like Germany, England, wherever. And instead of like flying into bigger, big, bigger airports like Heathrow, they'd fly into like Gatwick or like London Gatwick Airport or anything like that. But yeah, the <laughs> I don't know how they're really surviving because $300 to get from Chicago to Ireland with a an hour layover that's like ridiculous right and i i, I, I actually there's like airfares come again 
there is a thing called like error fairs. I don't oh. know what the term is, but it is basically a glitch in the system. Yeah. So there are sites that kind of that specifically look at error fairs and find mm-hmm. them, and then they'll send you email alerts. Gotcha. Um, I don't use any of those. I use Next Vacay, which I think is kind of like yeah. perhaps an error fair, but um, they just send me emails to really ridiculously cheap flights. And that's another thing. It's like if you're open to traveling, sure. then just go to wherever it's cheap. <laughs> wherever you get a good wherever you can get a good flight deal, yeah. that's where i usually go Re- okay see I, I for me i i have like a list of places like a priority i'm like okay i'd rather go here and then go here and like not necessarily oh well let's go to like lincoln nebraska let's uh-huh. have you ever watched the the movie yes man it's with jim carrey's in it and he's yes like, a long time ago love that movie and what you were just talking about, it actually reminds me of Yes Man. Uh, he and his girlfriend in the movie, they go to the airport and like, all right, what's the first ticket out of here? And <laughs> they, they end up going to Lincoln, Nebraska, and they go to like a, a Nebraska Cornhuskers game and everything, and then they fly back into LAX, and, the, and then he gets uh, taken back by security, and he's like put on the no-fly list because like they think he's a terrorist and all that good stuff. So... Yeah, that's interesting. So out, outside of in Indiana, is there like a specific place that you would see yourself living, like a city, town, or country, whatever? Like what is yeah, your like I ideal like place? <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone loves Texas. I love Austin, Texas. I would live in Austin yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny that you say that. So, like, I actually, I, I actually work and live in Texas, but I, uh, I've been back in Terre Haute since quarantine started, because my my uh, job was like gracious gracious enough to let me like come back and be here and, and be close to family and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, but like, I'm in the I'm in the Dallas area. Dude, Dallas, I like Dallas too. It's a cool spot. Yeah. It's it a, depends on what you, I guess it's like I, the place I visited in Dallas. I don't remember what area. Yeah. It was, but I really liked it. Yeah, I'm. It's so big because you got Dallas and Fort Worth, the whole metroplex and everything, mm-hmm. and then you have all the mid cities and then the cities above it. And I was looking at the population for it. There's like like six and a half million people, give or take, in just the Dallas Fort Worth area, and then all of Indiana. There's six million. <laughs> So, right. And, but I couldn't, like, I mean, I've been to New York City as well, but there's like, more people in a smaller area in New York City. But you think of, like, Dallas, you don't really think about it being that big. So. Yeah. It's, kind, it's like, more, sp- is it more spread out, kind of? Yeah. To get from, so, like, if you're in Arlington, it takes probably 30 minutes to get to Fort Worth, 30 minutes to get to uh, Dallas, and they're probably about an hour uh, between each other. That's assuming if you don't have any traffic. Gotcha. Do you uh, do you remember a guy by the name of Jean Nation? Uh, He's a big, tall, lengthy dude, kind of goofy looking. Has a pretty <laughs> good beard. Has glasses. He he went Maybe to. Maybe on face. I'm better you, at faces. Yeah, than. yeah. But he he went to he went to school with us at North, and he he ended up going to ISU as well. He was in my grade. 
And he actually, he's going to medical school down there, so. Oh, sweet. In Dallas? Yeah, in Dallas. And then he he had family that was down in Houston area, I think. But then they ended up moving to, like, South Carolina. So they're, like, (laughs) he went and is, like, doing his residency down there in Texas so he could be closer to them. But then they end up moving. And I was, like, (laughs) great. That's so funny. Awesome. So how how have you been trying to navigate through traveling like in the middle of COVID because like, I mean, I've gone and done some things like I've gone to Bloomington a couple times. I went up to Indiana beach, went on a boat and all that good stuff. But outside of like a 150 mile range, I haven't really gone anywhere. Yeah. My only travel trip that I did during COVID was Michigan. So um, a couple of weeks ago, a girlfriend and I, we yeah. did a road trip um from indianapolis up to mackinac island Mm -hmm. and it was just us and we our whole goal was to do a bunch of nature stuff so it was just like instead of doing city things we were doing nature nature things like hiking yeah uh, just doing like going to the pool we actually didn't go to any pools but just keeping our precautions with face masks being really respectful of that and you know social distancing and honestly like i was really impressed with michigan's i guess like protocols um have a mask to go into even restaurants and then if you're sitting at your table then that's fine you can take it off but even go to in the bathroom they're just i was just really impressed because with indiana nobody was like required to wear a mask or anything yeah well now you're required to wear one if you're in uh indianapolis right yep so that that island that you're on you said it was what mac mackinac island mackinac island that so i think i saw one of your posts are you not allowed to have vehicles on that island yeah you can't there are no vehicles are allowed you can't even get there you have to get it on a ferry really how long does the ferry take to get there about 20 minutes that's not bad Mm -hmm. and where where does the ferry leave from um one of the there's two different there's different ports but on off of off of Michigan's um, yeah off the coast is and that, then yeah twenty that... minutes there and it's a real it's precious island it has like a a main strip of land, of like shops and then the rest is nature park things is that in the upper peninsula or lower <laughs> it's in the yeah, upper, peninsula? upper peninsula oh my gosh I've heard I've heard so many good things about the upper peninsula like there's not really much there. But from what is there is like very beautiful. But like I heard the winters up there are horrible. Yeah, I could not imagine. Like we were there and we packed summer things. I'm an idiot. I always check the <laughs> weather and I just didn't. Yeah. So we were in like shorts and a t-shirt and just freezing. Really? <laughs> How... Because it was at nighttime. It would get to 40 degrees. Oh. And we're like walking and then it just gets really cold when the sun goes down <laughs> um 40 degrees that's crazy yeah i mean it time of year i mean the temperature temperature swings in, in indiana at least like in Terre Haute. like i think today's high is 91 and the low is like 75 mm-hmm. so it's not super drastic i imagine the lake effect is very real up there yeah that's yeah crazy. in the morning when we left Gotcha. It was really cold, but we were too cheap to buy a sweatshirt, so we just <laughs> suffered through. Well, like it'll warm up in a couple hours. We'll All, right. Stand All right. I need your take on this. What is your take on like uh, 
You ever see those like Panama City Beach sweatshirts and t-shirts and all that stuff? Like, what did you, what did your take on those? I, I I'll tell you oh, what I, I think. Them. Oh my god, my, Ronnie's mom loves them so much. No. She's one of those <laughs> I people. Such a waste of money. <laughs> I know. There, she's one of those people. That, like, because here's my thing. I feel like they're cool if you wear them there, but once you leave that place, I don't think they're really cool anymore. I don't think they're cool wearing them there either because then you look like a tourist. And that's my big thing. Yeah. Is like, that's how I don't get kidnapped is because I don't look like a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny that you say that. When I, when I, when I uh, traveled to Australia and Ireland, for whatever reason, people came up to me in both countries and like, hey, do you know how to get over here to this place or that and the other? I'm like, I Nope, not not from here. Sorry. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, yeah. Well, yeah." <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah, we had the we had a drunk couple come up to us in Ireland and they were kind of like circling around the street and they they like came. I think they I think they were British. And came over to us and we were just kind of chilling it was at night. <laughs> and they're like, "You know where this is?" And like we were like, "Uh, yeah, kind of. We can kind of direct you cuz like well, I think they're going somewhere where we had just been or something like that or somewhere close to it. And my buddy Alex was like, yeah, go here, there, blah, blah. And then I don't know if they were coherent enough to actually, like, follow our instructions, but they were kind of just doing whatever. It was a fun time. It was a good time. Yeah. So I think I think we actually have kind of a, well, I've never met her. I just follow her on Instagram. Her name is Brittany Danko? I don't Brittany know. Brittany Danko, yeah. I okay. love her. So I'm like, I've never talked to her. I've never met her. Followed her on Instagram because, like, I thought her profile was interesting. And she's a pilot, isn't she? She is. So she's a really good friend of mine. Yeah, she's freaking badass. Like, <laughs> I love it. I like, uh, yeah, she's pilot um, for Republic Airlines. You should have her on the show. Um, yeah, yep. She's a great personality, super spunky. We... She actually just added me to her pilot benefits for this year. So I got to utilize them for a solid two months before um, COVID <laughs> hit. So, so, so what does that, what does that, what does that really mean and what does that include? Yeah, I'm on standby. So for, for this, for her specific scenario, yeah. I'm allowed to like fly on United on standby. So I just, oh, okay. it's, it's honestly really stressful. Um, because you never know if you're going to make a flight. You don't know if you're going to get home, if there's going to be seats available. And it it's so awesome to be able to fly super cheap, but it is really stressful to not know or have to just plan sleep over in an airport. Done that before. Um, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had an experience when I was going to Alaska. It was horrible. So I was I was going to Alaska, flew out of Chicago, and it snowed the night before slash during the day. Flights got delayed, delayed. Finally boarded the plane. Was on the plane. We sat on the run or not on the runway. Sat at the gate on the plane for two hours or something like that, and we were waiting for like excuse me, uh, a crew to de-ice the plane and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. 
excuse me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then we got in, or no, it was probably like four hours we sat on the plane. And then we got on the runway. I'm not even joking. Got on the runway. We they Before we took off or whatever, they came over the intercom and they're like, yeah, we're going to take a pit stop in Minnesota. And we were supposed to go from Chicago, Salt Lake City, S- Seattle, Anchorage. And mm-hmm. they had to do a pit stop in Minneapolis because the pilots had been like in the air too long or on the job too long. And so we had to stop in Minnesota, wait for new pilots to come, and mm-hmm. wait for the plane to be de-iced again and this is all the same crowd of people and we sat on the plane for probably another two hours and then we flew to salt lake city that took like three hours and then by the time we got there it was midnight and they were giving everyone like vouchers for food like a meal voucher and a hotel voucher and Mm -hmm. people were going up everyone was like oh complaining yelling all that good stuff and i just came up Hey, I just need a meal voucher and a hotel voucher. And like, because I was so kind to them, they're just like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for being so nice. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I understand. Like, everything got delayed. Uh, This is just like a pleasure trip for me. It's not like I need to be anywhere right now. So I was just kind of being patient. They gave me this stuff and they, uh, the people in front of me did not accept their housing voucher or their hotel voucher. And they mm-hmm. just like crossed their name out and wrote my name on it. It's like, okay, this is my first time flying commercially or mm-hmm. really at all. And so I hop on the bus, I go to the hotel, I try to give my thing. The lady at the counter would not accept the hotel voucher at Why? all. Why? Because my name was not printed on the ticket. Oh. Yeah. So I had to hop back on the bus, go back to the airport track someone down when the airport is like literally closed went to the little delta thing the lady in there dealt me up she got me a new hotel voucher got me a like another meal voucher they gave me like it was like two twenty dollar meal vouchers they end up giving me that's legit yeah hopped back on the bus went back to the hotel dealt with the horrible manager that i had to deal with slapped it on the table give me a room I went up to my room, got back up at like six in the morning, got back to the airport, hopped on the flight, went to Seattle. That was like another two or three hours and then hopped on the flight from Seattle to Anchorage, which was like another three or four hours. So I I should have been in Alaska the day before, but I got so delayed that it was ridiculous. So like I couldn't imagine sleeping in the airport like you did. Like, I was supposed to actually, like, I had a 24-hour layover whenever I was going to Iceland and, or no, when I was coming back from Iceland. And I ended up, I was like, this is not worth my time. So I ended up buying a ticket <laughs> directly back from Iceland to Chicago. And I was like, I'm not staying the 24 hours. It's a waste of my time. So I spent right. like $200 or $250 to get back. Ah, it's ridiculous. So... Yeah, but yeah, I, I brought Brittany up because she she's like one of your travel buddies, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, we travel a lot. It was 
one of the reasons she added me to her benefits because she knows gotcha. I love to travel and I have a really flexible schedule too. Yeah. So um, we went to, we've been to Los Angeles. Jamaica? Cruise. You to Jama- I feel like you went to Jamaica together. No, I went to Jamaica with my friend Jace. Brittany and I went to Colorado, yeah. and that was super random. It was like we were there for 24 hours. So like whenever she flies, and she has like a really good overnight, so if she's staying in a certain location for like 24 hours or something, she's like, hey, I'm going to be here. Do you want to fly out and meet me? Because like the airlines pay for like her hotel. And oh, okay. Thing. So it's like, yeah, I'll pay $36 and fly out and meet you, and we can go hang out in Colorado and go skiing. That's, so, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like just having those spontaneous trips together, and I miss them. But Yeah, because I, I imagine you're having them all the time, weren't, weren't you? Yeah, I tried to travel at least once a month, but usually it ends up being like two, two weekends at least, like two or three weekends yeah. a month. Yeah, I, I feel like what you're doing right now, is like with your, your travel accounts, like I feel like it's so valuable and not so many people know like how to do it or like to get into it. Like, yes, I found like my cheap flights and different things like that, but I didn't, I, I don't know if I, I think it comes down to a willing thing. What are you willing to do? Like you're willing to be on standby. You're ready to, you know, be at the drop of a hat and go do that. It's like I feel like a lot of people don't have that freedom or that flexibility that's given to you, and it's like mm-hmm. that can be such a powerful tool. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like I like for my my job right now, I don't think I'd be able to like at the drop of a hat and go and do that. Like I don't necessarily have that freedom, and so yeah, that's incredible. I love that. I literally love that. That's so. Oh, thanks. And I like I said it was. I'm really fortunate and I know it is very rare to have, you know, bosses that understand and are just as travel <laughs> obsessed as you are. So it was very rare and I'm really lucky to have them to yeah. say like, Hey, next week, can I take a Friday off and go somewhere? I'm surprised um, you're not vlogging. Do that. I'm surprised you're not vlogging these things and trying to put them up on YouTube or anything. Like I know you have like your, uh, like your Instagram, which is great for it. But I'm surprised you're not, like even if you did like a few minute video of just like little highlights, I'm surprised you're not doing that. Uh, it honestly is like the time aspect. Yeah. It's, I take, I have a bunch of videos really? on my phone that I've taken. I've just never put them, I've never just edited them and like thrown them up on, I on YouTube. You, you could get, so like... My cousin Ronnie, he was looking at getting an editor for his gaming and stuff and things like that. Because don't get me wrong, the editing aspect of all this, I completely understand. Even to do the small edits that I have to do for this podcast, for the video version of the podcast, it is horrendous. Like it takes, it can take quite a bit of time. Like my last podcast, the reason why I, I, I filmed it a couple days after the previous podcast I just had, but like mm-hmm. because of the video format that my software saved it in, it was not being compatible. So I had to like convert the file in another program. It still wasn't working. And I just gave up on it. I was like, I think I'm just going to put the audio only up. And then Mm -hmm. I got back to it. Probably. 
like a week ago and for whatever reason and whatever I did, whatever magic that I made, uh, I put the video into the editing software and the, the editing software would actually take it and it's, it just takes so much time. Like when I was just doing the audio only, it was so much easier. Like, cause some of the podcasts I've, I've done like a two hour podcast to like put that in the editor and to like, it saves a file to my desktop and then it saves or then it like publishes it to YouTube and then YouTube has to process it. Like the two hour video, it probably took eight hours of processing of like saving to my laptop and finally uploading to YouTube. Because a lot of people don't realize, like, with the different uh, resolutions that you have, you have, like, 144p, 280, 40p, you have 1080p, 720p, and it has to upload that video that many times to get those different resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. with this software that I'm using now, I figured out, mm-hmm. like, different shortcuts so, like, I won't have to put it in the editor so I can just, like, upload and go. Oh, well, that's good. So, like, that's part of like, I really like TikTok, and I'm glad TikTok's a thing. It's yeah. also made, I'm able to make my videos in TikTok and then cross them over onto Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a little bit with the videos. Gotcha. I think what would be really cool is for you to, like, even if you just did an audio only podcast, I think it would be very fascinating to hear, like, okay, we just had this whole day in. Denver or a couple days in Denver and like before like you and say Brittany go separate ways you just kind of talk about it and like because doing audio only that's very simple it's very easy very fast can be very cheap and just kind of talking about it and then upload it and it'd be interesting to hear what has happened after that so like I did a podcast with Alex about our trip to Ireland and (laughs) it was very good but at the same time waiting after a year after it happened or a couple of years after it happened, you're not going to have what happened in your mind as fresh. And so like, if you do it right. very soon after you're going to get like all the good details in it, you're not going to leave anything out. You won't really forget anything. And then like kind of going back and looking at that it like, Oh yeah, I do remember that. It's like some very little things. It's like, cause what you remember is not going to necessarily be what Brittany remember remembers. So having that is, like, so powerful. That is so cool. I like that idea. Like, I have, like, a debrief after. Talk about it. Because if you're you're debriefing anyway, and if you're trying to be, like, your digital nomad, Mm -hmm. like, to set up, like, you can get, like, a little recorder, plug in some microphone, like, and then just kind of have at it. Like, Mm because... I've kind of looked at the the digital nomad thing. I love that term. I'm going to keep using that. Thank you for yeah, telling it's, me that. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, my friend Michelle like sent me a TikTok video of this girl who is a digital nomad, and I've just been hooked on that ever since. I'm like, I finally have a concept to what I've been trying to do. Like, I had all these like ideas, ideas in my mind, but I had no like concrete thing until I heard that. So yeah, it's just it's, I can share it with you now. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Because there's so many different ways to make money today. And mm-hmm. like I, I, I've stumbled upon this guy who he plays NCAA football 14. They don't make the game anymore. But what he'll do is 
like you have like 22 players, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. And what he'll do is like he has like a Patreon. And if someone pays like five bucks, they can get their name like on one of the players and he uses those players in the game. So he's like selling the names to the players and everything as well mm -hmm. as uploading to YouTube. So he's getting money from like the monetization on, on YouTube and maybe if he's running ads on that as well and sponsored posts, it's just like, I was like, mm -hmm. these are things I didn't even think about doing. I didn't, didn't even know you could do. I was like, okay. Right. All right. Full chat podcast listeners. I want to apologize because my setup kind of stopped in the middle of the recording, but Bo and I had a great conversation. We were wrapping it up anyway. Um, go ahead, like, subscribe, share, do all the things that you uh, want to do. And thanks, uh, thanks for listening.